You are listening to Radio Maria Canada. We now present the Health Hub, hosted by Kathy Biasi. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Health Hub. I'm Kathy Biasa, your host, and along with our producer, Alex Diaz, we would like to welcome you to our show. Good morning, Alex. Good morning, Kathy. How are you? Not too bad. Pretty good. Just making sure that I have my cell phone turned off at the moment. Oh. Uh, Radio 101. You know. Radio 101? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I, I get things beeping. I have so many notifications. I have emails. Cause I do it on the computer, right? Emails coming yeah. up, messages. I try and turn things off and still I get beeped and buzzed everywhere. <laughs> and the, the big thing right now for me is I'm getting all the notifications from every single ball game. That's being all the um, uh, spring training ball games. And I just haven't gone in. So yes. I, it's constantly buzzing. Um, anyways, so that that's, that's what it's I, like to re- record shows, I guess. <laughs> Well, actually, um, it's um, it's going to be much better when we uh, finally get to see each other face to face and be in person. Oh, I hope that happens soon. I hope that yes. happens soon. I like, you know what? I like to just walk in and, and lean on you, Alex. Here I got my phone going for timing and everything. But yeah, it's been it's been a long year away from the, the studio. So I can't wait. I can't wait to be back in. But, uh, you know, things are turning. The tides are turning and it looks it looks positive if, if I can. I can say yes. so. to me, it looks positive. So looking forward to it. But in the meantime, we are taping all of our shows. So no opportunity for calling in. Uh, but please do follow us on our social sites. We are on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. We are at, at the Health Hub RMC on those locations. And do feel free to email us at thh at radiomaria.ca. And also, please do subscribe to our podcast. It really does make us feel good when we see those people subscribe or when you people subscribe. And it's so much easier for you to get such great health information uh, when you've subscribed to the podcast. You'll get notifications right away. Um, Our podcast is on most of the um, podcast platforms. We are on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify. And you can also find our podcast on the Radio Maria Canada website, which is uh, radiomaria.ca. And on my website, which is kathybiasse.com. So Alex, we have a, a medical celebrity on our show today, just a wonderful guest, wonderful talker. Uh, he will enthrall you with his energy and his story. His name is Dr. Kian Vu, and he is one of the most sought after longevity and performance physicians in the country, and that would be the United States. He received his undergraduate degree in biochemistry and medical degree from the University of California at San Diego. He has trained at the nation's most prestigious medical institutions, including the Howard Hughes Medical Institute, National Institutes of Health, and now an assistant clinical professor at the David Geffen UCLA School of Medicine. He is a board-certified diagnostic and interventional radiologist who eventually pivoted from conventional medicine on a mission to help people reclaim their health. 
His vision not only stems from miraculous recoveries he has witnessed as a physician, but also from overcoming his own health challenges. He, ha he is a fellow He's a fellowship trained and board certified by the American Board of Anti-Aging and Regenerative Medicine. Dr. Vu founded the Vu MD Clinic to specialize in human optimization and integrative medicine and is the author of the upcoming book, Thrive State, Your Blueprint for Optimal Health, Longevity, and Peak Performance. His TEDx talk uh, his TEDx talk online was seen by many, many people and is an animated live events and he has animated live events um, all over uh, the country with a focus on holistic approaches to healing. He has been featured on numerous national television outlets, including the Doctors and Access Hollywood, as well as many local and national news stations, magazines, and newspapers. And we have him here today on the Health Hub. So I'm very excited for you to hear our interview. We will be talking about how purpose influences our health map. What does conventional medicine have? Uh, where are the conventional medicine limitations when dealing with holistic health? And what are components of bioenergetics? So everybody, please do stay tuned for this great interview with Dr. Vu. Every day I run a race, just trying to get ahead. Don't think about where I am now, just where I wanna be instead. I'm losing so much precious time, but will I be satisfied in the end? Oh, in the end. I don't wanna spend my life trying to fight for what's not mine. In someone else's dream I know I was made with a purpose To reach past the surface Live life fearlessly I want nothing less Than to be who I'm meant to be Distracting me anymore 
Welcome back, everybody. As I mentioned, the show today is recorded, so no opportunity for calling in. But please do follow us, as mentioned, on our social sites, on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. We are the Health Hub RMC in all three locations. And please do feel free to email us at thh at radiomaria.ca if um, you have questions that have been unanswered with this show or you want to um, talk to us about anything else. We are very happy to take your emails and and pride ourselves in, in returning them in a timely fashion. So without further ado, Dr. Vu, thank you so much for joining us. It's a pleasure to have you on our show today. Well, thank you so much for inviting me. It's your story is, you know, such an inspiring one. And I'm sure it never gets old for you to tell it. And, you know, we can't, we really can't get into the heart and soul of this interview until people begin to understand your background, where you came from. Because me, for me personally, I believe that for people who've got to the stature and the success that you've had, the story is such an intricate part of it all. So if you wouldn't mind uh, sharing with us um, your history and how you got to where you are today. Uh, Certainly. Um, I was trained as an interventional radiologist. And for people who don't know what that is, it's a medical specialty that uses radiology, which is medical imaging to um, like we're talking CT scans, x-rays and ultrasound, where you could pierce inside the body Um, And the interventional part is using that technology to do minimally invasive procedures. Uh, So I was doing procedures on a lot of patients with end-stage diabetes, hypertension, cancer. uh, And I was performing these surgeries on these patients with chronic disease. And about five years ago, and this is probably, I would say, um, nearly a decade into, you know, into actually becoming an attending physician. Five years ago, I find myself, you know, climbing the ranks of the hospital. I was a sort of a, a young, big shot interventional radiologist, you know, traveling around the world to just, you know, speak on interventional radiology. I bought a fancy house, I bought a fancy car. But underneath my white coat, I was overweight. I was diabetic. I was hypertensive. I was on prescription medications and I was getting the early stage, the early stages of chronic diseases that I was treating. And I needed to take a very, I needed to take a close look as to where that came from. And in order to, in order for you to tell, in order for me to tell that story, I actually have to go a little further back because, you know, no chronic disease happens overnight. It happens over years of maybe not treating your cells and your body the way you're meant to. And I didn't learn this until later, but how did this all start? I was actually born in Vietnam shortly after the Vietnam War. Um, and my parents, once the communists, you know, came to, to South Vietnam, they seized all the, all the businesses. My parents had a pharmacy there. They took, they took all, the, all of their money. And my parents, 
you know, had just had me as a child. I was only a few months old. And they, they said to themselves, we can't raise him here. And so they escaped on a refugee boat. They took me along with very few worldly possessions and boarded a boat with 2,000 refugees to sail to a better future. You know, I was the only infant that survived that boat journey. Um, I nearly died of dysentery, as a matter of fact. We spent eight months on that boat because there was no room in the refugee camp where we were docked. And we were docked there uh, for eight months in Manila Bay. And when room opened up in the refugee camp, we were actually um, allowed to be in the refugee camp. And in three months, after three months of being in the refugee camp, we were sponsored to America by a Catholic church. And one would think a child growing up, you know, having survived dysentery, being the only infant to have survived to come to America would feel very grateful. Um, unfortunately, that wasn't the case. You know, I grew up as with the identity of a poor immigrant person. I was bused to a more affluent area of, 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 school, uh, of town, to a more affluent school. But being a Asian immigrant kid who was poor in a rich kid school didn't really suit me very well. I was constantly being teased um, for, you know, the holes in my hand-me-down clothes or the stinky food my, my parents uh, used to, uh, you know, have me take to school. And I grew up with a lot of feeling of this not enoughness, you know, not rich enough, not tall enough, not American enough, not white enough. And, and that energy of not being enough, that energy that I needed something to prove to myself, you know, something external, I carry that with me until I was, you know, uh, until I was a physician. In fact, as a kid, I actually wanted to be like somebody who used my voice to make, you know, impact or change. You know, I had heroes like Tony Robbins or Robin Williams or Mick Jagger. Uh, but I looked at them and none of them looked like me. You know, you know, I saw Jackie Chan on, on the movie screens, but I, I didn't know any martial arts. Um, and also my, my mom also did, never encouraged me to pursue anything like that. She said, Ken, I'm going to give you three choices. You could be a doctor, an MD or a physician. <laughs> so I went to medical school. <laughs> so, um, but again, you know, I still carry this feeling of, of the not enoughness I had inside. So I was constantly striving, um, you know, to achieve this thing called success that other people defined for me. And I was constantly chasing that. And when you're constantly chasing something outside of yourself to make yourself feel better, you know, I find so many people, you know, find, find themselves stressed and they'll end up leading a lifestyle that's not incongruent with how we're meant to live as humans. So I know a lot of people like myself then just was not getting good sleep. I wasn't sleeping very well. I was, um, I was, uh, you know, working late, late nights at the hospital was on call and coming in, you know, uh, not sleeping well, not eating well. I mean, the hospital food is terrible. And certainly I wasn't doing any exercising and, you know, I created this, this great life for me externally but on the inside, not only was I not feeling very good, I was fatigued, but I developed chronic disease. Um, and all of that because I was really not living my truth. And at that point in my life, I, I said, I needed to pause and really figure out what, what, what health was. And to my surprise, I didn't really know what true health was, you know, after having gone through medical school. In fact, the, the lifestyle that's promoted in medical school, stay up all night and study and, and go in for your rotations. They don't really teach you nutrition either. We didn't learn how to be healthy. So mm -hmm. I had to take a, a pause as to what I was doing. In fact, at that point, I left my full-time hospital position. I was chief of interventional radiology in my hospital. I, I left that and I said, I really need to work myself. So I did personal development. I learned nutrition. I learned 
about plant medicines. I learned about forgiveness and really got in touch with myself some more. And once I started to implement caring for myself, my self-care, um, I reversed all my conditions in six months. And that to me was very empowering. Uh, and it also gave me a, a bigger and stronger why. Because chronic disease we have in this country, one in two Americans has a chronic disease and one in four have multiple chronic diseases. And if I was able to reverse these things in a matter of six months, what can other people do when they finally know that they are really their best medicine? And, and that, that's really the story of my life. It's, it's amazing how our past is never left in the past and how we're always pulling from it. And it really is, you know, we, we, are, um, we are a canvas that's, that's not blank. It's, it's made up of every decision and choice and, and experience of our life. It's a fabulous story. And, you know, you had a wonderful TED Talk, The Unconventional Prescription, and why you are your best medicine. And I don't, other than really, you know, encouraging people to, to see this TED talk, you've explained why that's your, your point of view, that you need to take health into your own hands and that there are some limitations to conventional medicine. So it's, it's a brilliant story. It's such a profoundly inspirational story. And I, and I commend you for, for getting out on the airways and talking about it. It's, it's, it's beautifully inspirational. Well, thank you so much. I, I think, um, you know, I, I, I recently am a new dad and I have a daughter. Oh, congratulations. And, you know, thank you so much. And, uh, you know, we, we, we actually got into a situation where she had to come out via emergency C-section uh, because her cord was wrapped around her neck and she wasn't getting enough circulation. She spent a few days in the NICU. And I remember holding her for the first time. I wasn't sure if she was going to have some kind of cognitive de deficit from having, you know, the cord wrapped around her from, from her losing circulation. But I remember holding her for the first time. She had a tube down her nose, a tube down her mouth. She had an IV in, in her little hand. Um, and when I was thinking about all these things that could be happening to her, like, is she, you know, will she be a normal baby? You know, all that quenched when I finally held her. And I said, it doesn't matter who she is, how she came out. She is so deserving of love right now. And I'm just going to give that love to her. And it was such a healing moment because I asked myself those times where I felt like I was not enough, like I needed to need more. The fact, the truth of the matter is we're not. And the fact that we, we are alive right now, we are enough. And the more we could start to understand that and, and recognize why we're here. Well, you know, people can then start to understand, Oh, well, you know, life isn't all these programs that I was taught to, to live, you know, outside of what I already know within myself. So that's something that was really healing for me. And certainly, you know, as, as she grows up, I want to encourage her to follow, to follow her path and her light as well. I'm sure that you see, you, I know that you work with a number of celebrities, and I'd love to know how you got on in, in that on that pathway. But I'm sure that you see in dealing with medicine, and if and, and if you are dealing, you know, when you are dealing with with celebrities, very um, focused ideas, and maybe ideas that that you may find are, are not along what you would call the proper path line and, and, you know, dealing with emotions like you talked about and, 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 and bringing peace to situations where, you know, maybe you 
10, 15 years ago may, may not find peace, like with your daughter and, and just loving and the emotions tied to health. Do you find it sometimes that when you're working with people that you have to pull them back and broaden them out and, and, and sort of walk them back from the edge of that cliff and say, listen, you're okay. You're you. We just need to make some changes and everybody's different. Is that part of what you're doing? That's exactly what I'm doing. I mean, the people that end up finding me, you know, we all share a very similar, you know, uh, adage that was attributed to the Dalai Lama. When the Dalai Lama was asked what he found most interesting about humanity, he said, man, because he would sacrifice his money in order, or sorry, he would sacrifice his health in order to make money and then sacrifice his money to recuperate his health. Mm -hmm. And I feel so many people, you know, because of this thing out in the culture scape that we feel, you know, this, this feeling of not being worthy, not being enough. So many people feel that and they use that to kind of drive maybe whatever their outward success is, but they're left inside just feeling, you know, unhappy and, you know, that unhappiness, those, that emotion of being stressed and, and not feeling that will lead to physical, um, will lead to physical manifestations. So I find that many people that come to me and come to me with this very, very same notion but it finally, it is really about, you know, taking, you know, where you've come from, taking your current state and asking yourself, can I rewrite a new story? Can I, mm-hmm. can I heal what was unhealed for a while? And when you start to do that, when you start to remember, I, I don't want to say discover your purpose, when you remember your purpose, when you remember you are truly loved, and when you finally decide you want to take care of this body, um, we have... You know, we have everything in our capacity to to heal and to you know you know av- uh, potentially avoid you know getting chronic disease. And when you have a chronic disease, potentially even have the possibility, like myself, to reverse it. You know, as you're talking, uh, we're similar in, in, in many ways. And we're talk- I feel that everybody's health is so individualized. But when I hear your story um, and how all these pieces of your story come together to make you, it's, it's kind of broadened my mind to understand that that's even more why we're individualized and more why we need to stop looking outward for health and looking inward because nobody has our history. So, and nobody yes. has our disease. So mm-hmm. we may be under the umbrella of a chronic disease, but it's for better or for worse, it's our disease manifested from our experiences, our choices, our genetics. And yes. I think this is a beautiful piece that you're bringing to people because you can't, you know, you can't look to other people and say, well, they've healed and I'm not, or they're not healing. Maybe I can't, they have the same disease and they're suffering. You can't yeah. look outward. You need to look inward. And this leads us to this, this beautiful space that you're in. And, and you talk about bioenergetics, you talk about longevity, and and why did you move into to this space? And for for you, what is the definition of longevity? Yeah, certainly there is uh, there's there's lifespan, right? Lifespan is is about maybe extending um, life so that we end up living longer. But who wants to live longer if you know if at the the end parts of your life you're not able to do anything or, mm-hmm. or serve the people around you? So there's. Then also the concept of health span. So that's not only living longer, but living with with more vitality, with more health, Um, being able to do what you're able to do in in your younger ages for for, for a longer period of time. 
Um, and that's what we're, we're really talking about when we're talking about longevity or, and, and, and how I currently help my clients now. And how did you, like from going to what you were doing in the medical field, why is this your passion? Why is this particular area your passion? Yeah. So once I was able to reverse my chronic conditions, um, I found tools that just made me feel a lot better and made me more in touch with what I was doing. And as, as, as I fell more into my purpose, which is really sharing the story, sharing health empowerment, I start to feel better of myself. And, 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 you know, not only did I feel more in touch with, um, with, with my purpose, I also found that I was fitter. I was healthier mentally. I was better. And every part of my life was just enhanced when I, when I dropped into that. And in my mind, I was thinking this, if I have become sort of almost the superhuman version of myself, and if other people can be the same, and they share their gifts with the world, imagine a world of superheroes, all sharing their gifts. I really think that, you know, humanity would be elevated so much more if people could be, you know, tapped into their own brilliance and living that, that, that life. And that vision of the world inspires me. And that's why I do what I do now. And tapping into that brilliance, I, I've written a couple of pieces on um, sharing your story. And I think that that, yeah. you know, your story is your story and it's the fabric that your life is is woven through. And um, it's such a part of your, it's not just a part of your history. It's a part of your present. It's a part of your health. And uh, sharing your story to me um, is part of that path to better health. So it, it's it's wonderful that you're doing it. And obviously, so many people have benefited from it. We're going to take a quick break here. And everybody, do stay tuned. We've got a great second half coming up to you. I woke up this morning, saw a world full of trouble. Now I thought, how do we ever get so far down? And How's it ever gonna turn around? So I turned my eyes to heaven. I thought, God, why don't you do something? Well, I just couldn't bear the thought of people living in poverty, children sold into slavery. The thought disgusted me, so I shook my fist at heaven. I said, God, why don't you do something? Tired. 
You are listening to The Health Hub, here on Radio Maria Canada. A Catholic voice wherever you are. To contact us and be a part of the show, email thh at radiomaria.ca. We now continue with the program. Here once again is your host, Kathy Biasi. Welcome back, everybody. We're talking to Dr. Kian Vu, and um, I love this theme that we got on to Dr. Vu about story and purpose and meaning coming out of experience. Um, And these are both positive and negative, right? I mean, we're not, we're not holding back on the negative experiences and just shining light on, on the happy places. It's all part and parcel of health. So, you know, in, in looking at that, that theme, when you're working with people, do you find um, if people can't, really alliterate their story that they're struggling to find their purpose? Yeah. Well, I want to let people know that, um, you know, at any point we, we make, we create the story, we create the meaning and, you know, uh, whatever we are creating, you know, when we go to the movies, we, we feel the story. And therefore if we're, if we're telling a disempowering story of ourselves, you know, we will feel that. And those emotions of fear, those the emotions of regret and all those emotional states actually increases inflammation and it decreases immunity. And so that's, that, that can come from the story that you're giving something. But, you know, if you, if you don't change the circumstance, but just change the story, something that says, hey, I am where I am now, but that's because I am awakening. And now, now I, I can live life differently and give yourself a new empowering story. If you could tap into those emotions of love, of gratitude, um, those are actually anti-aging emotions, and they actually do the exact opposite, which is lower inflammation and increase immunity. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But, you know, we bring this concept of purpose now. Well, how does purpose play into the role of this? And there's actually a, a lot of science behind this now. So purpose, they look at purpose and, and, and people have, who have a deep sense of purpose and they, they feel like they're connected with the world, they actually have telomeres that are longer or more maintained. And for the audience members who don't know what telomeres are, they're actually the end caps of the DNA that actually protects your DNA, your, your, your cells from aging. So living your purpose actually will, will, will actually help you live longer or help your cells live longer. You know, they find that people with, with a deep sense of purpose, uh, they also, uh, you know, have a lower risk of getting a cardiovascular event such as heart attack or stroke. If, if, if people are hospitalized, the, the, the ones with a deep sense of purpose are also spent fewer days in the hospital. And for North Americans, they have found that people with that deep sense of purpose typically live about seven years longer than those that don't. The purpose is this really, really important energy, and it's a very important healing energy. Now, one might ask, how then do I find my purpose? You know, that's the next question. If this thing is so important, how do I find my purpose? And uh, I spent a lot of time struggling for this because when I started to study the research papers on purpose, I was saying, what is my purpose? And I used to go through this analysis paralysis, but, you know, the, the bioenergetic answer is very simple, actually. You know, when we are brought into this world, like I mentioned before, we are enough and we are actually purposed or, or we are actually perfect. And the things that bring us joy, the things that bring us the feelings of joy, of gratitude, the things that we can work on that light us up, those activities, the people, those things are our passions, you know, and when we are tapped into who we are authentically and recognize those things, if we do more of those things and we share us with the world, when we share who we are with the world, if we share our passions with the world, well, that's our purpose. Our purpose is really simple. Our purpose, you know, I, I tell people your purpose is you. So if you share you with the world, when you just share your joy, your gratitude, when you share the things that make you, you know, um, happy. That is your purpose. And that's it, how, how, how somebody would find it. it it's it, purpose. And, and to me, I'm, I'm, and I'm just interjecting here, and purpose yeah. can change. Purpose, you know, sure. we, I think mental health and health and, and physical health. I mean, we, we've gotten to this point now. It's, it's obvious, it, you know, for people who have been listening, you know, to the, to the 200 shows that are plus shows that the Health Hub has had, that the mental aspect of health is, is profound. I mean, that's, yes. that's no longer an argued piece. It's mm -hmm. all part and parcel of it. And, you know, people get, uh, to, uh, in my experience, and, and yours may be different and certainly interject, um, people get hung up on this word purpose. Like it's supposed to yes. be some grand, we're supposed to be some grand um, uh, presence in the world doing on a large scale basis. But um the beautiful quote about cleaning your own doorstep and every the rest of the world would be clean to me is exactly where we're at. And if you can find purpose in your everyday lives, um, purpose doesn't have to be huge. And for me, as life changes, purpose changes. You know, I've I've my purpose now of raising children is is no longer as relevant as it was, and my purpose changes. And 
you know, I think people are awfully hard on themselves when it comes to um, to this point. And and I think that when you're talking about now, maybe actually we should get into bioenergetics and what you mean by that. But I think sure. when you talk about bioenergetics and purpose, um, people can start scaling down and realizing that they are as impactful within the four walls of their home as as you know some people are across the world. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying in, in this? I just, I, I want people to understand that purpose again, like health is extremely individualized. No, I completely agree. And, and you're right. It, you know, don't, don't turn this into something that, that will, will cause you stress to kind of discover. It's really just you and, and sharing you with the world, you know, sharing you with your pet, sharing you with your immediate family. Um, that's what purpose is to me. And, and with that definition, um, you know, it, it fits very, very well with the, the bioenergetics that I talk about in my book. And what do you mean about bioenergetics? Let, let's talk about your book, because bioenergetics yeah. is a key piece of your book, correct? So y- yeah. your new book is called Thrive State. And in it, you talk about bioenergetics. So maybe you can introduce us um, to the book and this concept. Great. Well, you know, our longevity, our performance, um, our immune system, everything we demand of our physical health actually is made up of, you know, our health and our bodies are made up of individual tiny cells, right? Our, our cells make up, um, they're the individual unit of human life. You've got cells that make up tissues, that make up organs, the organs work together in systems that then produce who we are. But at the very element is our cells. And when we want an immune system that is foolproof. If we want, you know, us to have mental acuity that performs very well, when we want the physical endurance and stamina, when we want all these things that, you know, uh, demand the physical, mental, uh, and emotional parts of our, our, our bodies, well, we want ourselves to basically be functioning at its optimum. So at their optimum state, you know, we have longevity, we have immunity, we've got peak performance. That's when our cells are functionally optimally. If you take that away, if the cells are not functionally optimally, because every single organ, you know, relies on other organs for them to function optimally, once you have a suboptimal functioning cell, well, you can start a cascade where you start to break down some systems in the body. So if you have a malfunctioning immune system, you could potentially get cancer or autoimmune disease. If you have a malfunctioning cardiovascular system, that's when you have atherosclerosis and puts you at risk of, of, of stroke and heart attack. If you have a malfunctioning nervous system, that's when you have dementia um, or Alzheimer's disease. So basically, you know, when cells are functioning optimally, what I call in the thrive state we have optimal health, we have longevity, we have peak performance. And on the flip side, when the cells are not functioning optimally, our cells think we're in a stress state, then what happens? We have increased inflammation, we have decreased immunity, we, have, we are prone to getting chronic disease. And unfortunately with COVID-19, it's also the same people that are prone to getting adverse effects of COVID-19. Mm-hmm. Now, what determines whether a cell is functioning optimally or not? Now, some people might think, oh, okay, well, I'm born with these genes from my parents and, and, and therefore they got diabetes and that's why I get it. It's in our genes. And that's just simply not true. 
You know, we are born with, with, with certain genes, but how the, but it's actually how our genes are expressed will determine whether or not our cells are in the thrive state or the stress state. And what actually then dictates how these genes are, are expressed? Well, our, our DNA is constantly interacting with the different energetic signals from the outside world. Light, sound, all these things are actually transmuted into uh, proteins, into transcription factors, growth factors, or hormones that communicates with our cells. So our, our cells are constantly in a bioenergetic environment. And this bioenergetic state that's around the cell will actually tell the cell and DNA how then to perform. In an elevated bioenergetic state, that's when our, our, our cells thrive and we have peak performance, longevity, and optimal health. And on the flip side, we have chronic disease. So then you might ask, okay, well, what are the signals that determine somebody's bioenergetic state? And, you know, there's, you know, we're all energetic beings and we're all constantly have ener energy inputs, but there are actually seven main factors that, you know, for most people, if you focus on these seven things and you can control, you create a bioenergetic environment for yourselves that, that will lead you to the thrive state. And what are those seven things? Those seven things are sleep, nutrition, movement, stress and emotional mastery, our thoughts and mindset, relationships, and purpose. And all these things actually have, you know, biochemical mediators that then talk to your DNA that will lead you to either the thrive state or the stress state. And that's the good news. You know, when I learned, you know, this concept, I was able to look at my life and say, okay, well, where am I off? What can I improve on? And when I did that, I was able to reverse my chronic conditions. And uh, for so many high profile clients that I do have, this is the assessment I take people through. And here's the good news. There's no one recipe that's going to be perfect for everybody. But when you are done reading my book and you have this blueprint, you can figure out how you want to adjust your life to get to your thrive state. Well, and, and every one of those seven steps is dictated by our choices every single day. And yes. again, health is such a large component of how we execute day-to-day -day practices. And I think this is brought together perfectly in the book. Why do celebrities gravitate to you? Well, I think, uh, I think, you know, I do a lot of speaking and, um, you know, when you're in the media circuit, that's when people come, come find you. But the other thing also was, I think, you know, my, my desire to, to become a celebrity when I was a kid, I could resonate, <laughs> I could resonate Your purpose. with a lot of people, right? <laughs> well, right, it's, it's, right. it's wonderful. Like you're all on, on so many media platforms, aren't you? Yeah, it's, it's been, it, it's something that I finally found out why. See, you know, I didn't recognize my purpose and you're like, you're right. Your purpose changes over time, but you know, I'm very fortunate to have gone through medical school, gone through conventional medical training and see, you know, all the good that has come out of conventional medicine. I was also gifted to get chronic disease for me to be able to awaken to the fact that, you know, my approach to chronic disease needed to change for me to reverse that. And all these things kind of come together. All the struggles were actually the sandpaper for my awakening, which has now actually really become my purpose. That's amazing. Now I have a question for you and it's just, just popped into my head because it is, um, you know, your story is so unique. 
um, the path of your life, the different paths you've taken to, to come on to the path that you're on now. What do you want your legacy to be within healthcare? Uh, that's a great question. Well, I really would uh, want my legacy to be, okay, when they think, you know, when, when they think of Tian, they think, wow, this person had really, that this person had really evolved into the person that he was meant to be. Um, and really, it, 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 it's really not anything I want, you know, to do in healthcare itself, but maybe lead by example mm-hmm. so that other people can, can therefore, you know, really open up who, to who they're meant to be. And I think in that process, people will find health because, you know, when you finally tap into what you're really aligned to do, health co- comes along with it. Mm-hmm. Well, you're a perfect example of how the story and reevaluating and, and, and looking deep and, and accepting what's given to you and working with it. It's, it's a beautiful story of success and it's gone beyond success for you personally. You're influencing a great number of people. So I, I'm, I'm so happy that you took the time to join us and I'm, I'm very uh, honored that you, that you're on the show and, and grateful that, that you're in our space. You know, you are an impactor and you are spreading important words to a lot of people who need them. Where can we find your book? When is it out now? They can get the Kindle version out uh, right now. And the paperback version is out April 6th. Um, So just in a few weeks, but uh, you could pre-order the book. And I'm pretty sure, uh, you know, people, their readers are really going to find it impactful. Where would we pre-order it? Uh, You could pre-order it at thrivestatebook.com. Okay. And I will uh, make sure that that's uh, in all the information when the the podcast comes up. It was a real pleasure talking to you. Very easy to talk to you. Very, very wonderful interview. So thank you so much for taking the time out of your schedule to be on our show. It was a pleasure to be on. Thank you so much. Everybody, we will talk to you next week on The Health Hub. Hosted by Kathy Biasi here on Radio Maria Canada.